Yo, what is going on, Gen Nation? How you guys doing out there? Scythex here. This is the Multiversal Podcast. This is episode seven. We have a jam-packed show today. I mean, there, there's so much to talk about. I'm going to try to get through it as quick as possible. This one might might go over an hour. I will do my best to kind of keep at our target time. Um, but there is a lot to talk about in both gaming and entertainment. So let's, uh, not waste any time. Let's get through, let's get through, um, our usual, uh, start. And, uh, with that being said, we have merch available. We have shirts, we have hoodies, cups, mugs, all kinds of things, shorts. If you are watching on Twitch, feel free to type uh, exclamation point merch in chat. The link will be there. It will also be below um, in YouTube. It will be in the description. And uh, if you are listening on our podcast, um, you should also see that in the description. You should be able to uh, copy and paste that link as well. So um, merch is available. If you want to get a dope shirt, make sure you uh, leave a comment, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, wherever. If you if you picked one up, leave a comment. Let us know you grabbed one and uh, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. With that being said, the next episode will also be uh, on our podcast channels. And those channels are Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Ghana, Boomplay, Deezer. We are pretty much everywhere. If you search for GGen, you will find us. Um, we're not hiding, trust me. We're out there. And uh, let me just speak on this real quick. Uh, the podcast channel has gone global. Um, we see you guys out there. If you are in uh, India, you are in... Um, UK, Switzerland, we see you out there. Don't think we don't. Um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate everybody listening. Of course, you know, all our homies in the US as well. And uh, we just want to say thank you. Um, you guys are truly, uh, truly killing it out there for us. And uh, we appreciate that. So, Enough of that. Let's get into the nitty gritty. We're going to kick it off with gaming. And uh, with that being said, Bungie and Sony. Now, a while back, uh, Bungie was bought out by uh, Sony PlayStation. Sony, specifically. And um, apparently they're being investigated by the FTC. As uh, they they think some shenanigans has uh, happened. (laughs) <laughs> for the sale between uh for uh sale of Bungie. Now this is kind of like the same crap going on with uh, Microsoft and the Activision uh Blizzard um sale. The only difference here is that the sale already went through for Bungie and Sony. It was a done deal. Sony owns Bungie and now they're looking into it. Where uh the Microsoft and Activision deal isn't official yet. 
as they await, in, I guess, the results of the witch hunt that they're going through. But, um, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. It's probably nothing. It's probably all formalities at this point. But, uh, keeping it with uh, Sony and making purchases, the next rumor, which is a, a pretty big rumor, because as if you remember last episode, I mentioned um, Ubisoft might be preparing to put itself out there for potential sale. And uh, the next rumored, and apparently is more true, or potentially to be true, than the Ubisoft rumor is Square Enix. Um, Square Enix, as recently as the beginning of this week, I believe, uh, sold their Western developers, their Western studios. So, you know, Square Enix Montreal, um, Edios, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, Who's the company? Ah, the company that was responsible for uh, the Marvel games. I forget the name it's drawn. I'm drawing a blank. But um, basically, all the studios that produces Deus Ex, all the Marvel games like uh, Avengers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the Thief games, the Tomb Raider games, all those were sold to a group called Embracer Group. Um, Square Enix offloaded all those studios. And the thought is they're preparing to be bought out. But I would think they would be more valuable if they held on to those studios because uh, I feel like um, Sony would want, would want that. Or even Microsoft or whoever is trying to buy them. But I, the rumor right now is Sony is highly interested in purchasing Square Enix. And that's like uh, all, you know, considering they sold all the Western uh, studios to Embracer. This would be um, all the Eastern studios. So everything up in Japan, you know, for Final Fantasy. Um, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, stuff like that. Those would all become, uh, if true, um, those would all become Sony property. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting if this is true. It would, be a, it, would, it would be a pretty big acquisition. I still think Ubisoft would be a bigger one. This would be close to as big as Ubisoft um, if they didn't sell off those other developers. But since they did... It's, I don't think it's as big, but it's still a, a pretty big brand to be uh, under the Sony umbrella or the Microsoft umbrella. Um, gaming is is heading down a weird spot where it, it's just there's going to be no indie games out there. Everything is going to be a Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo property. All these indie developers are getting swallowed up. And, and, you know, the owners of them, I I don't think are complaining because they're getting millions and billions and whatever. But uh, gaming's heading down a strange path. Um, You know, Spartacus, appreciate you coming through. 
looking forward to what they do with Tomb Raider. Yeah, I'm curious, man. I am curious. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Avengers and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and future Marvel game properties because uh, Square Enix and Marvel Studios had, you know, and well, I should say Disney had an agreement for these games and uh, that agreement is kind of voided now that the studios are owned by somebody else. So I don't know. Um, something something's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe Insomniac just takes over and becomes a full-blown Marvel. <laughs> full-blown Marvel studio, which would be dope. Yo, Mr. Buttersworth, what is up? Nice to see you. Welcome back. But with that being said, we're going to move off that and uh, jump into one of my... Uh... It's a game I thoroughly enjoyed. It's, I, I don't want to say it's one of my favorites, but it's up there. It, it's got potential. And uh, that game would be Mafia. I've played Mafia 1, 2, and 3, and I enjoyed the hell out of all. I would probably say Mafia 2 is my favorite. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would say Mafia 2 is my favorite. But um, I, I love the whole trilogy. Mafia 3 kind of, you know, slowed... It started slow and then it really picked up steam and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it towards the end. But um overall as a trilogy, fantastic. You know, the mafia era, all the stories involved, it, it was awesome. Now, the news is that they are in production and developing a prequel to the original trilogy of Mafia. And the prequel will be running off of the new Unreal Engine 5. Which means the graphics of the city. The Mafia is an open world. It's probably as close to GTA and Red Dead Redemption as you can get without it being made by Rockstar. <clears throat> can you imagine an open world city? If this, if this is a prequel, I'm imagining it's going to be in uh, New York. And uh, if it's in New York with the Unreal Engine 5 capabilities, that game is going to look incredible. It's going to be it's going to be like we're just walking and driving in New York City. It's not going to look like a video game. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat's all messed up today, but um, it, it's going to look so dope and I'm excited to see what they do with it. I hope we can get a trailer um, relatively soon. I know it's, you know, it's in the beginning phases, but uh, I, I really want to see what this what this world can look like in Unreal. Uh, Mr. Buzzworth says Mafia 2 was the best in the trilogy. I agree 100 percent. Spartacus says, maybe we'll get a good Avengers game finally besides the Lego version. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And I know I'm in the minority. I enjoyed the Avengers game for what it is. I, But I know the faults of it. And the end game for it is terrible. But the, the story was very enjoyable. And the characters were very enjoyable to play. Um, he also says, Mafia 2 is dope as fuck. That is correct. 
Moffy with Unreal Engine. That is going to be sick. Yeah, Mr. Bosworth, it's going to be nuts. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be crazy. If you watched uh, me or Spartacris or whoever um, play or yourself play um, the Matrix demo in Unreal, it was literally Unreal, pun intended. Bro, the motherfucking Rangers. What happened? I don't have the game on. I can't find it online right now. Um, so I'm kind of out of the loop at the moment. <clears throat> Last I saw, we were losing 4-1. Anyways, moving on. So that's Mafia. I'm super excited. Hopefully, we get this sometime soon. Um, the next is an interesting one. Trek to Yomi. For some reason, I'm highly interested in this game and uh this game is a 2d style like martial arts uh martial arts game it's scoring pretty decent um with critics and users it's running around a seven seven and a half seven point five out of ten um, so it's doing pretty well. The game is only $20. So even if it's bad, it's worth checking out. But for for the majority of the, uh, of the gamers saying that, you know, it's above average, then for 20 bucks sounds like a, a steal to me. And uh, if you're going to play it on PC, it is roughly $17. It is, it is on sale on Steam. But yeah. Um, Trek to Yomi is doing doing well, and uh, I'm highly interested in it. What I'm seeing, it looks cool. It's all, you know, black and white. It's a 2D uh, platform game. It's just crazy martial arts. Um, I think I'm going to pick this thing up with the, the price, with what uh, the price is right now, so look for that on either stream or uh, some sort of YouTube um, YouTube VOD uh, or a, you know clip or something like that truck to Yomi looks very interesting says uh, Spartacris uh, Rangers update they just scored two and are dominating the second right now four three still got to do work oh nice nice we're making that comeback go Rangers um Here's a, here's a fun one. Summer Game Fest is returning this summer. Um, this has been going on for a couple years now. This is ran by Jeff Keeley, the person who uh, you know does the the video game awards at the end of the year. And um, this is scheduled to kick off June 9th around 2 p.m. EST. The Summer Game Fest is going to be basically a live showcase. Uh, it will announce new games, show you know world premieres, and uh, maybe updated new trailers to what we've already seen coming out. Um, you know, this event will be will will kind of fill the void of what E3 used to be and continues to fail to be. E3 is always canceled now. They they barely get any studios to run showcases at this point. You know, Microsoft kind of does their own showcase. Sony does their own showcase. 
Nintendo does Nintendo Directs. Um, EA has EA Play. Like all, all these things, uh, they've detached themselves from E3, which is a shame because E3, it was like the Super Bowl for gaming. It was truly one of the most exciting times in gaming. When, when you had Microsoft kick off a press conference and it was just world premiere after world premiere, um, console reveals, you know, all kinds of trailers. Same with Sony. Sony then gets on stage, shows off their console, all their world, you know, world premieres and, you know, trailer updates and everything. Those are exciting times. And, uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff Keighley's, uh, he's trying to capitalize on what's lacking from E3 and uh, try to push out some stuff. I do miss the big E3 conferences. They were the best part, man. I always wanted to go to E3 and be, a, you know, be a part of the reveals. You know, I, I've been to, you know, conferences before, you know, like Comic-Con and things like that. The show floor is a lot of fun. You know, you know they give you... A lot to do you can see you know a lot of cool things different vendors um, get some cool gear and product and whatever but the best part of comic-con is you know going to see the new trailer for Batman and meeting the cast you know um, seeing Daredevil uh, seeing Punisher John Bernthal and, and like getting a sneak peek to the show like those were that's what pulls you into Comic-Con. E3 was the same way. Like, the show floor is a show floor, but you were there for the conferences. And uh, hopefully Summer Game Fest, we get some bangers revealed this year. Because this is coming uh, this summer, June 9th. So shout out to Jeff Keighley for uh, kind of capitalizing on what's lacking right now. Here's... Uh, Here's some cool news. Ocarina of Time, in my opinion, is the best Zelda ever made. Period. Stop. Buzzword says, I miss E3. They always had the best reveals. They did. They did, absolutely. Um, Everyone's... Uh, I don't want to say everyone. I don't want to speak for everyone. But I would say the majority of the people I've spoken to and seen, you know, in the in the gaming industry, they they jump on Breath of the Wild like it's the, the best thing ever. And, and to me, it's not. It, it's not. Ocarina of Time will is still the best Zelda ever created. The story, the gameplay. The items, the unique items, the world. Um, it, it was just, you know, time traveling. It was just awesome. And uh, the announcement is that Ocarina of Time is being inducted into the 2022 Video Game Hall of Fame. So shout out to Ocarina of Time. It's uh, well-deserved. Should have been sooner, to be honest, but... Now it's going to sit on a shelf with Pac-Man and all all those oldies that killed the game, you know, killed the gaming industry back in the day. Uh, Mr. Buzzworth said the best con I went to was New York when they was promoting John Wick to Mech, uh, Mikianu, such an awesome guy. 
yeah uh i i used to go to comic-con every year and uh i met all kinds of wwe wrestlers um we met the cast of uh daredevil when they announced daredevil um john bernthal we saw when punisher was around um I saw what's the name Daryl from The Walking Dead, and uh, Daryl and um, damn, I can't think of it. What's her name? The one from Black Panther. I forget her character name in The Walking Dead because I haven't seen the show in forever, but her and Daryl walking in the crowd and they walked, you know, right past uh, where we were. It was cool. Um, we seen uh, this was years ago and because of COVID, I haven't gone in like three years. So I'm drawing a blank. Michonne. That's right. Michonne. GG. Um, but you, you get to meet so many cool people and get to see so many cool things that, you know, Comic-Cons deny. That's right. Uh, I got to play Ocarina of Time again. Yeah, bro. I, it, it's on Switch, right? It's on Switch in the N64 expansion. I have to, uh, have to, I have to jump on that because, uh. That, that was my favorite Zelda I've ever played. I have yet to beat... By the way, I've yet to beat Breath of the Wild. I'm at the final castle. <laughs> I finally made it to the castle. And I haven't played it in like a year and a half. So, I, I still got to beat that. Um, but uh, it, it's not the best Zelda. It's definitely Ocarina of Time. And them being in the Hall of Fame, like I said, is much deserved. But... um. Let's move on, and this is going to kind of segue into entertainment. Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is killing it in the box office right now. Um, they've officially passed Sonic 1 sales. Sonic 1 ticket sales. Yeah, it's on the Switch Online expansion. Ocarina of Time, then A Link to the Past was my favorite Zelda. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would probably go Ocarina. Yeah, I'd probably go Ocarina, Link, and then Breath of the Wild. Um, Breath of the Wild and Link to the Past can maybe flip-flop, but uh, Ocarina's at the top. But back to Sonic. Sonic passed Sonic 1. And they are officially the most successful video game adaptation to hit the big screen. The movie continues to get great reviews. Um, they're still crushing the sales. And uh, it doesn't look like they're slowing down. I, have, I still have yet to see the movie. I'm super excited to see it. Um, I'm probably going to see it shortly. Actually, maybe within a week or two. But, um... 
So I'll let you know what, what my thoughts on the movie were when I saw it, when I see it. But um, this movie is just dominating. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to see it. The fact that it beat out Sonic 1 and is now, you know, the number, the most purchased, most tickets purchased for a video game movie is insane. And it's for Sonic. Like, it's not some crazy action movie like you would think Mortal Kombat would be. Or, you know, um, a live action... I, I don't know. Well, I, what was it? Like Mario. Like <laughs> the live action Mario. Just for nostalgic reasons alone, I feel like people would have saw Mario more than uh, what they did. That movie, by the way, was enjoyable. I didn't hate it. It was entertaining for what it was. It wasn't a great movie. It, or it wasn't even a good movie, but it was an enjoyable movie. Um, but yeah, no, Sonic 2 is crushing it. It's good to see, and it, it gives hope for future adaptations. By the way, speaking of video game adaptations, I recently watched Uncharted. Let me tell you, that movie was actually really good. I, I complained and complained about Tom Holland being Nathan Drake. And don't get me wrong, he's still not Nathan Drake. I, I, he, to me, he should not have been Nathan Drake. With that being said, he did a great job. He did a great job. His, uh, um, his writing was good. The action in the movie was good. I, I enjoyed Mark Wahlberg. Um, Mark Wahlberg's character, Sully. Um, It was an awesome treasure hunting movie. It's it's what I would have wanted out of it. And uh, the nice little nods to, to the game, like, uh, you know, the airplane shot with the, you know, what this is what you see in the trailers. The airplane shot with the carrot, you know, the boxes, um, crates hanging off the, the back and he's trying to climb it. Like, it was very cool to see them do the, do this live action. And uh, the movie surprised me. I was expecting it to be an okay movie and it ended up being uh, a really good movie, something I would definitely watch again. Um, it was that enjoyable. And and I truly hope they make a second. It seems like they will by the way it ended. But uh, it, it was a good movie. I highly recommend watching it. If you're a fan of the Uncharted series or just action movie and um, treasure hunting in general, I would I would check the movie out. Tom Holland was good. Mark Wahlberg was good. You know, everybody else in the movie was good. It was a good movie. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick it. We're gonna kick it back to uh, back back to the valley. We're going back to the valley. Mister Buttersworth says Super Mario Bros. Live action was better than Masters of the Universe. It was Super Bros. Live action was a silly stupid movie that i loved <laughs> for whatever reason um that movie was just enjoyable to watch but 
let's let's talk about let's get serious here and talk about Cobra Kai. Now they Netflix announced that uh, Cobra Kai is not releasing in its usual January um, January release window around New Year's. Motherfucking Rangers, baby. Just scored shorthanded, tied up. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers. All right. All right. I'm missing all of it. I'm missing all of it. I'm doing it for you, Gen Nation. I'm doing this for you, okay? Okay? I'm doing this for you. Um, Cobra Kai. God damn it. Mr. Buzzworth says, I can't wait for Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is one of, if not the best shows on Netflix. Now that Ozark is ending and ended... I, I, by the way, I still need to see the final part two season of Ozark. But with that show ending, Cobra Kai now slots up to the best show still airing on Netflix. Cobra Kai is extremely well written. It's not campy. It, I mean, there's some campy moments because they're kids, sure. But it's not like cheesy campy where it's like, you know, I hate I hate this. I hate watching this. I'm too I'm too old to watch this. No. It it works. It works for the characters. You're invested in the characters, even though, you know, it's like high school drama leaking into a karate drama and tournament and all that stuff. But it's also the fact of seeing the nostalgic characters of the Karate Kid movies and Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso being dickheads of each other. Like, still, to this day. That show is so fantastic, and uh, I did the reaction to the trailer earlier today, so I'll put the the um, link to that in the description below. But um, it was awesome. The trailer, like the new dojos for Cobra Kai that Terry Silver is building all over, all over the world, I guess. Um, but definitely all over the valley. They looked sick. They looked sick. Those new dojos were legit. Um, Chris says, yo, Cobra Kai is in my top shows out right now. This trailer got me hyped and we're getting it sooner than January. Yeah. Yeah. So they announced the we'll circle back to my original point. They announced that it's coming out in September rather than January. And specifically September 9th. But the dojos looked legit. It looked like high-end dining. Like they had the Cobra Kai waterfall wall. You know, like it was just like it was so legit, man. Terry Terry Silver is just throwing his money out there. And uh it's cool to see. Um what's interesting to find out is that Tori. Now she's she's the reigning uh, you know reigning uh, girls champion, um, but she won by the ref. You know what I mean? Like Terry Terry Silver, 
paid off the ref to kind of manipulate the match. And it, it gave it gave uh, an advantage to Tori, who ended up winning the fight. And she saw um, Terry and, and the ref talking at the end of season four. So I'm thinking Tori's probably leaving Cobra Kai because she feels... Uh, she probably is going to feel like her win wasn't authentic, wasn't genuine. All-Valley Champion, not World Champion. Did I say World Champion? I thought I said Girls Champion. Either way. She was the champion, and uh, without knowing, she cheated to win. And um, I'm thinking she's leaving Cobra Kai. I don't know if she's going to join... The LaRussos or whatever, but um, it's going to be interesting because uh, I, I can't see her staying there, especially not for the whole season, maybe for parts of it, and then she, eventually she just kind of leaves. But um, I can't see her staying there, and uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how chosen um helps Daniel, you know, rebuild the dojo, and, uh, quietly rebuild the dojo because they're not allowed to have a dojo, um, and, and try to combat what, uh, Terry and Cobra Kai is doing. Meanwhile, with all this going on, Johnny Lawrence is going to Mexico to look for Miguel. Um, he dragged Robbie with him somehow. Robbie didn't know they were going to look for Miguel. <laughs> but that's going to be interesting because Robbie hates Miguel. Miguel hates Robbie. Um, in the trailer, he's like, I would have never came if I knew we were coming here to look for Miguel. You know, type of thing. Miguel's father, I guess, is a cartel member or some higher up type person. Some big guy down there. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I'm waiting for an Artie Lang cameo. <laughs> Are you really? Uh, they should bring in Hillary Swank to relive her character. Yeah. Um, I think Hillary Swank is more canon than uh, Jaden Smith, right? J I don't think Jaden Smith is canon to the Karate Kid world. But the Hillary Swank character um, movie is canon. So she could she could show up at some point. She definitely could show up at some point. Um I watched an interview of uh uh Ralph Mach uh Ralph Macchio actually talking about Hillary Swank uh you know if the opportunity came came up it would make sense to bring her in. And it would be, you know, because her, her character was canon. And he specifically said, you know, like Jaden Smith movie wasn't really canon to what was happening to um, in the Daniel LaRusso world, I guess. But um, yeah, no, the trailer was fire. I'm hyped. I can't wait for September. 
um i'm gonna have to rewatch, you know all four seasons before season five comes out i think i've done this ever since it started i think i watched season one twice when it first came out and then i watched uh season one and then season two again and then season three came out it was one two three and then one two three four so um we're gonna keep it going and uh i can't wait next next is uh my boy grant gustin grant gustin as you guys all know is uh the flash and cw Um, he has a movie out on Netflix called Rescued by Ruby. And I guess he's the main character. The reason I bring this up is that movie scored a perfect score of a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. That happens very, very, very rarely. It's super rare for a movie to get a hundred score on Rotten Tomatoes to be completely perfect. Um, now the reason I'm bringing this up is because Grant Gustin being, you know, I guess the main character of this movie and getting this perfect score is showing his acting chops to a, another larger audience outside the the superhero world he's showing that he can deliver in a movie setting he can deliver a perfect perfect literally a perfect performance in a movie with that being said kick this dickhead ezra miller out like we don't need him as the flash kick him out Put in Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin is already the Flash. Grant Gustin is a great actor. Grant Gustin would murder a Flash movie. Murder a Flash movie. Mr. Buzzworth says, get rid of Ezra. Let Grant be the Flash. Exactly. He's already the Flash. Ezra Miller was never the Flash in my book. Hated him in Justice League. Although he had great moments like running through the speed force. Those things are cool to the flash, but Ezra Miller being, you know, was not a believable Barry Allen at all. Grant Gustin is Barry Allen. You know what I mean? Like he just murders the flash character like his show, the show for being a CW show, The Flash is a great show. I'm all caught up on this latest season, by the way, and wild shit's happening. The special effects for The Flash is better on the show than it is in the movie. Like, running through the Speed Force in the show is way cooler than running the Speed Force in the movie. Although I did like seeing, you know, the ground... Um, you know, coming together, all the little particles that dusted away coming back together as he's, you know, reversing time as he's running, which was dope as hell. But the fact that his lightning is not yellow, uh, yellow, orangey, you know, color, 
it's just straight white lightning like uh, terrible decisions about the flash all around and uh I i'm truly hoping with discovery now running the ship they already put a boatload of money into this flashpoint movie um i would love it to be a good movie only because flashpoint is so important to the dc world that it needs to be a good movie because it's so chaotic it's so like what the hell is happening because so much is going on you know it's kind of like the multiverse of madness like it, it, there's just so much going on that it's hard to comprehend like that's flashpoint there's just a lot happening shit's getting messed up all over the place because uh, barry allen so it's a very important movie and uh As a fan, I would love to, I would love it to be a good movie. But also, as a fan, I would love it to be a shit movie, to where they just finally fire Ezra and then redo Flashpoint with Grant Gustin. <laughs> um, or at the end of Flashpoint, I think I mentioned this before. At the end of Flashpoint, somehow Ezra dusts himself. From existence because of uh, some bullshit he did and Grant Gustin takes over somehow like they, they can finagle it somehow with Flashpoint Flashpoint erases everything <clears throat> they can make they can make it happen but yeah our boy Grant Gustin is uh, killing it on Netflix in his latest movie and uh, shout out to him and hopefully he gets to flash in the in a movie role soon. Here, here, okay. So here is um. I'm gonna just throw this one out there. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Chris Pratt did a contest a couple like last year or two years ago, maybe even three years ago. I don't remember. It was like a charity thing where you. I think it was like ten bucks a raffle ticket, and you know the. The money went to, uh, I believe it was, you know, Feeding America or something like that. Some sort of, you know, charity to help feed, um, you know, feed people around the country and whatnot. And uh, the contest was, you know, you, you contribute your $10, $20 or whatever it was for a raffle ticket. That raffle ticket puts you in the contest into the raffle to be picked to be in the new in the new Jurassic Park movie to get eaten by a dinosaur so I'm not gonna lie I you know I put my, my I put my name in the hat I was like I want to be eaten by a dinosaur in Jurassic Park that would be a dream come true for me <laughs> that would literally be a dream come true for me if I can be eaten by a goddamn dinosaur Jurassic Park. Unfortunately, I didn't win. Um, I didn't have my time to shine of getting eaten by a dinosaur. I apologize, Gen Nation. However, this guy, I believe his name was Terry Thompson or something like that. Um, he ended up winning the contest, winning the raffle. And uh, they flew him, you know, they flew him to the studio 
they put him, you know, in, in, in the motion suits and whatnot and green screens and all that stuff. And uh, they shot they shot the scene. And the way Chris Pratt was saying it in an interview, um, it was, it's it's like a 12, 15 minute long action sequence of like crazy shit happening in the movie. And uh, I think it, it was shot. Um, for the trailer as well. And if so, if you watch the trailer, the dude that's running in the street and just gets eaten, just yanked up from the ground, eaten by the dinosaur, is the dude that won the contest, which is really cool. It's really, I didn't know that was him, but it's until recently. Um, it's really cool. I, I wish I won that contest. To get eaten by a dinosaur in a movie. That'd be dope as hell. But um, shout out to that guy for being able to do that. Uh, I'm sure that was a blast. And it's going to look badass. Because apparently it's one of the most badass uh, dinosaur. Um, most badass, I guess, deaths by a dinosaur in that movie. Um, so that that's pretty cool. A little fun tidbit right there. Uh, next... Thor, Love and Thunder, um, they put out a new, um, a new screenshot, basically, of, uh, Thor and Jane standing next to each other, and if you're watching me live or on YouTube, you are looking at a picture of Thor and Jane standing next to each other. The detail, the detail of Jane's suit is pretty dope, man. Well, let me, um, ah, the picture is closed on my end. Hold on. There we go. Like that just looks dope. You can see the, like the muscle definition in her arms, uh, her suit, her gauntlets holding the broken hammer. It just, it is such a cool costume. She looks really good, and Thor's costume looks dope as hell. There's a lot more gold in it, like noticeable gold. Um, same bright red. Yo, Natalie Portman was never a Hollywood crush of mine, but after packing on this muscle, I'm like, <laughs> I see you, bro. I see you. Um, but yeah, no, the. This costume is dope. They did a great job. And um, Thor's is cool too. But like, I'm surprised at how good that costume was. They came out so well. And it's the first time we're seeing her in costume standing next to him. We saw, you know, the little snippet of her helmet holding, you know, the hammer and everything in the trailer. But now this picture is giving us, you know, the full costume and it looks dope. It looks dope. I just saw the replica for Love and Thunder. It looks sick. The replica Mjolnir. Um, was, it was all like shattered, like shattered pieces put together. Yo, last time I was in Vegas, uh, no, two times ago I was in Vegas. I went into the Avengers, um, the Avengers compound on the strip 
dope spot. If you ever go to Vegas, definitely, if it's still there, go to the Avengers compound. I saw legit Tony Stark Iron Man suits that were in the movie. Like, legit. I saw the legit um, Hulkbuster suit. A legit uh, Black Widow, Ant-Man, um, Captain America. Like, all these suits, like, you get to see them up close and personal. Like, it's awesome. And uh, I got pictures to back it up. They let you take pictures in there. It was really cool. I, I can showcase that maybe next time if uh, somebody reminds me. But um, there was a, a, a room where the hammer was and uh, you had to try to pick it up and it was like bolted to the ground so nobody could pick it up but it was cool to, <laughs> it was just kind of cool to just sit there and try to pick it up and like everybody's trying you know um i was hoping like it was a crazy magnet and then there was some dude in the like behind the wall who can like see through secretly and um turn the magnet off and then like pick a random worthy person for the day It'd be pretty cool but um it was cool to see because it was like a, an exact replica of the hammer with the the, the lack of ability to lift it <laughs> it was it was really cool um it looks sick yes and it lights up that's pretty cool man but post a picture in um in uh, Facebook, the post for for this episode, put it in the comments of that. Um, that'd be cool to see. But yeah, so the costumes are looking dope. Jane's looking dope. Thor's looking dope. I can't wait for this movie. Um, we'll, we'll get into Doctor Strange Tuesday on the theater room. It's gonna be it's gonna be a goddamn shit show train wreck. But uh. That movie was a bit disappointing, and I'm hoping Thor, you know, reels us back in. And don't get me wrong, Strange was good. It was just disappointing. You'll know why Tuesday. Uh, next, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan dropped a trailer, and it was badass. Um, dude, I... This this show is gonna be so badass. It's just gonna be Darth Vader and and Inquisitors hunting, hunting Obi Wan, just hunting, beating and killing people left and right, looking for Obi Wan. It's gonna be insane, man. And, and Hayden Christensen even said it like, this is the most powerful Darth Vader you're ever going to see on screen compared to what we've gotten already. Because this is Darth Vader basically in his prime, you know, like not old man Vader fighting Luke in episode six. This is, you know, young Vader taking over the empire, taking over the universe, striking fear across galaxies. This is going to be 
the badass Vader that we all want to see. Like Rogue One, I'm coming up this elevator or door and I'm whooping your ass. Like it's it's going to be insane. I can't wait for this movie. Dude, I hope they don't mess up Obi-Wan like they did with Boba Fett. I don't think they will. I don't think they will at all. This is going to be completely different. This is dealing with Jedi. I don't think they're going to mess up anything with Jedi. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. I have a strange suspicion that we're going to see Mace Windu in this in this show. I think we're going to see Mace Windu in this and it's going to kind of confirm that he was the one that saved Grogu in the future. Um, that what we know in Mandalorian and Boba Fett of what happened to Grogu. I think it's going to be Mace Windu that saves him. And I think we're going to see him in Obi-Wan. Uh, um, I also think we're going to see Ahsoka at some point. Because uh, they confirmed that she knows Luke's father. Um, so I think we're going to see her. I think we're also going to see Cad Bane again. I think Cad Bane's going to return because if you watch the trailer... They are, you know, putting a full-blown manhunt for Obi-Wan. They have a bounty on his head. They're calling, they're calling all bounty hunters to come after him. So you might even see, uh, you might even see Boba Fett and Cad Bane working, you know, bounty hunting for, um, Um, to go after and get Obi-Wan. I, I I truly hope we get to see Cad Bane again. And this would be the perfect spot. If you're calling all bounty hunters to go after Obi-Wan. This is the perfect spot to bring Cad Bane back. And have Cad Bane fight Obi-Wan. That'd be dope. That would be a dope fight. Disney, please... Favreau, whoever is doing the show, please. Mr. Buzzworth says, Mace Windu is going to bring Ezekiel 25-17. Yeah. Mace Windu, is, I think he'll be back, though. I think he'll be back. Um, He wants to be, you know, Sam Jackson wants to be back as Mace Windu. So we'll see. But um yeah, I can't wait for Obi-Wan. That's that's like three weeks, roughly. Give or take. Um it's coming, it's coming fast. Moving on. Halo. Halo episode six. This is this show this show is so interesting. Like in in like the worst way possible but in an entertaining fashion I don't I don't know what to make of this show is what I'm getting at 
they they show me glimpses of just brilliant brilliance the fight like we just want to see master chief kick ass in his suit we want to hear those halo sounds of shields going down and shields recharging we want to hear those those needlers you know firing um episode six was a weird one for me it was a very weird one for me because it was a full episode of a character i fucking hate in this show i hate this character i've said it multiple videos or multiple podcasts going going over these episodes um we've all said it on the theater room as well I absolutely hate this character. With that being said, the episode honestly wasn't that bad. I haven't seen an episode yet and I don't want to watch it. It's worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. It's going to piss you off at times. Um, if you're a Halo super fan. But it's worth watching. For me, at least. Like, I'm enjoying the series, despite it being dog shit at times. It's not like... I'm not dreading watching an episode. You know what I mean? Like, I turn on the episode, and, you know, I I enjoy it for what it is, I guess. Um, This latest episode had some pretty cool action in it. Without having Master Chief. Spoiler alert. Uh, it was just the Quan Haas show. And, um, I, I just hate her character, but the whole episode focused around her character and we ended up getting a, a cool sequence, a cool, um, little battle where the show starts in Madrigal. She, you know, she goes back, Soren finds her, and he helps her get out of there, killing all, you know, I forget the name of the of the guys, but killing the group that's been after her, who put the bounty on her to begin with. And, uh, she finds Master Chief's gun. She also finds a sticky grenade that we didn't get to see yet, but apparently there was a sticky grenade just chilling on the floor, and it looked like to be the size of a of a those um what's the name? Remember those big red dodgeball game um balls? Like really crazy rubbery big giant dodgeballs. That would sound like a wave crashing when you got hit in the face with it. <laughs> it was like the size of the sticky bomb was like the size of that big red dodgeball. It was gigantic. Um, And she just sticks it on the dude's back and he blows up, disintegrates or whatever. But... I didn't hate the episode, man. I, I really didn't hate it. Uh, 
we didn't need it, but I didn't hate it. Soren, you know, is doing his thing with, with his uh, Destiny pistol. And it was, it was a it was pretty interesting. It was an interesting episode because I I didn't hate the episode, but I hated the characters. So it, it's kind of it's, it's in we're in that weird realm. Uh, I gotta see what episode seven gives us because we're only we got three episodes left in the series. Uh, the season's over, so at some point we're gonna need a giant friggin' battle somewhere. But we'll see what happens. I, I don't know what's happening. Like. I don't know. This show is all over the place, but um, it has its enjoyable moments in it. That's what keeps bringing me back. Mr. Butterdor says, we need a Gears of War series or movie. Doesn't matter which one. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool for sure. I would be interested in that. Absolutely. Gears of War would be a great, great um, TV series. You can flesh out a lot of character stuff. Uh, Gears of War with the team. Um, I personally want to see a Destiny, a Destiny series or movie. I think that would be uh, a very fun sci-fi show to tackle. Um, we're supposed to be getting a, a Division movie through Ubisoft. Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, is supposed to be starring in it. I don't know when that's coming. We haven't even gotten a trailer for it yet. So I don't really know what Ubisoft is doing with that. But um, that's coming at some point. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Halo s series is, so far is not the Halo game for sure. They're going in a completely different direction. But um, you get glimpses... You get glimpses and elements of it, and it kind of pulls you in. But then there's definitely times where it kind of pulls you away. And uh, it's not a bad show. It's not a great show. It's just, you know, it's it's got its entertaining moments. And like I said, yeah, it, I, can, I can keep watching the show and not, you know, go crazy. So let's move on to Moon Knight. The Moon Knight finale for me was a roller coaster. It was, I just felt like I was on a roller coaster that only had one hill. I was just on an endless chain going up. My excitement just kept going up. We get to the top. Shit's about to kick off, right? We got Moon Knight back. He's beating ass. We got Layla. She's beating ass with her new powers. Yes, Layla has powers now. She's an avatar for another god. We're at the we're at the we're at the top. The top of the ride. We're about to just you know come flying down have the best time of our life this giant fucking hill what happens 
we get stuck at the top because they do a damn blackout and we don't see any of it at some point. Like, what the hell was that all about? It's the final episode of, of the season. And you gave us another blackout that we couldn't see. I don't care that they showed it in a in a in a credit post credit scene. That doesn't help. We finally we finally we have we barely seen Moon Knight the whole series. She is the Scarlet Scarab for sure. We barely see Moon Knight the whole series. It's the Mark and Steven show. We finally get Moonlight, uh, Moon Knight back. We have the Scarlet Scarab, Layla. They're beating ass. It's awesome. And then we get a blackout. But we don't get to see anything of what happened. That was so aggravating. That was so aggravating to watch. To get so excited and just can be completely let down. That's basically what this show, this whole show was six episodes of like a lot of letdowns. Which is a shame because it has great, and I mean great moments. Oscar Isaac was phenomenal in this show. The finale. Up until the last 10 minutes, last 10, 15 minutes was phenomenal. How he comes back to life was cool. Seeing Khonshu fight the, I forget the name, the alligator god. Was it not a nuke? I don't, I don't remember. That was cool, though, seeing them fight and banter. Seeing Haro, you know, use his new powers, enhanced powers. Seeing Layla suited up, looking better than Wonder Woman did with the Amazon gear. Amit, that's right. It was, you know, Moon Knight working together with Steven and Mark, switching in between each, you know, Steven running with the suit, beating ass, switching to Mark, throwing his, you know, moon daggers, switching back to Steven, punching and kicking, back to, you know, Mark. That was so fucking cool. Like that whole, the whole episode was awesome. And then we get a blackout. Aro's dead, not dead, but defeated. We didn't get to see any of it. What a piece of shit ending to this show. I, I hated it. That was so dumb. It was so dumb. And we're supposed to believe Haro's dead because Jake shot him. 
spoiler alert. Jake shot him in the limo. Conchu didn't really release Mark and Steven. I guess he did, theoretically. But he just forces Jake to be out more. Because Jake is still part of Conchu. Is still the avatar. For now. Which is fine. I didn't hate that part. We finally got to see him as Jake briefly. I would, if that cut, if that whole cutscene was just a black screen, and you heard Jake talking, or not even talking, you just hear gunshots. You see, Aro get in the car, sit down, and then it's just a black screen and gunshots. That would have made more sense because it would just have been another scene that we didn't get to see. <laughs> um, man, that's, this show was so frustrating. The show was so frustrating to watch because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and hated it at the same time. Uh, the acting was phenomenal all around. Layla, um, I forget the actress's name. She was fantastic. Layla's as a character was a badass. Probably my favorite character of the show. I wish it was Moon Knight, but we didn't really get in the show. But Layla was a badass. Uh, Ethan Hawke did a great job. Oscar Isaac battling his uh, personalities was fantastic. Start to finish. I just wish we had more Moon Knight, man. If you wanted to call this an, a Moon Knight origin, should have started with the flashbacks, maybe. Because when this when this show started, he was full blown Moon Knight. He's been Moon Knight for a long time now. He's in his prime. And we didn't really get to see any of it, you know? Pretty annoying. It was pretty fucking annoying. Can't can't lie. Uh Moon Knight's probably out, out of all my um of all the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Moon Knight is probably towards the bottom for me. Which is a shame, because like I said, the acting, the characters, there was a lot of great things in the show. But, uh... Super disappointing. I love the hippo. Yeah, the hippo was interesting. Weird character. Interesting. But, um... She was fun. She was a fun character. But, uh, yeah, I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but besides it was a disappointment. Um, but if I was going to rank my shows now that this is done, I'm probably, it's hard to say because I truly, truly loved Hawkeye. 
Hawkeye. Hawkeye is getting shit on. I know a lot of people that do rankings for this stuff, and Hawkeye is near the bottom of every ranking for the Marvel shows. Hawkeye was brilliant from start to finish. Seeing Kate train with the uh, Hawkeye. Their dynamic together, their you know their chemistry was fantastic. Kingpin, Echo, the gang members, you know, the mob members, whatever you want to call them. Hawkeye was fantastic. So, yeah, Hawkeye was great. So that that might be number one, but it, it the problem is Loki was so freaking good as well. I, I can't pick which one is number one. So 1A, 1B, vice versa. And then I would probably go... I would probably go... I don't know. Falcon. Maybe Moon Knight. It's either Moon Knight or Falcon at 3. I would say Wanda is dead last. Although, you know, towards the end, Wanda was good. I didn't, and it's not like I hate these shows, the ones that are on the bottom. They just, like, didn't live up to the hype that I wanted. And, uh, it's the same with Moon Knight. But Loki and Hawkeye, top tier. Top tier all around, start to finish. But yeah, um,. Loki, in my opinion, was the best in Hawkeye than Falcon. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Kind of where I'm leaning as well. Um, I'd probably say Falcon as well. Um, yeah, Loki and Hawkeye are such a toss-up for me because I love both shows. Like, <laughs> bro, the scene in Hawkeye when they're on the Rockefeller Center ice rink and they're just firing shots in all directions. Like, that shit was so badass to me. That whole scene was so freaking cool. The two of them. Just arrow after arrow. Tricks. Gadgets. Like, it was so dope. That show was so freaking cool. Um, But yeah. I, I The last thing I'll say about Moon Knight is the director scrapped... The director scrapped an Eternals cameo in the series. We were supposed to get like two, two to four um, Eternals pop up in the show because, like, like with Thor, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder, we're dealing with gods, you know, Zeus, Thor, Jane, maybe Hercules if we're lucky. We're dealing with gods. Moon Knight, we're dealing with gods. Egyptian gods. Eternals. Gods. And there was supposed to be some some sort of cameo with them. Um, that would have kind of maybe tied it more into, hey, yeah, we're we're part of the MCU. We didn't really get any any 
any connection to the MCU with this with this show. Kind of a shame. It really is. This is a dope character, and apparently he's been around for a while. So what has he been doing? And why hasn't any of the other heroes that are global, such as like Tony Stark, how how wouldn't he know about Moon Knight? Apparently the Eternals know about Moon Knight, but they scrapped that whole idea because uh, the director wanted, didn't want cameos, didn't want to show a connection to the MCU for some I don't know. We'll see. Gilgamesh was supposed to be in Moon Knight. Yeah, there's supposed to be four. There were supposed to be four Eternals that were supposed to pop up. And then he, and he scrapped it. But, uh, I'm gonna call it there. Um, this was an hour and a half episode. I tried to do it quick. I told you there was a lot to talk about. Um, but I think we did, think we did the best we could with this. There's a lot of news, but, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you all chilling. Um, yeah, let me get rid of these pictures. Boom, 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 and boom. There we go. So, yeah, I appreciate you all chilling. Uh, Mr. Buttersworth, Sparta Chris, everybody else lurking live on Twitch. If you are new, if you haven't already, hit that follow button on Twitch. Every follow helps the channel grow. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video, subscribe to the channel. We are pushing to a thousand. We are pushing to a thousand. Every sub helps. So if you're watching on Twitch, Go to our YouTube channel. Hit that sub button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that sub to sub button. Head over to our Twitch. Hit that follow button. If you are listening to us on the podcast channel all over the world, Switzerland, UK, India, US, Russia, we see you. We appreciate you. Come to our YouTube. Come to our Twitch. Hit those, Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button like our videos, comment on our videos, let us know if you hated it, if you loved it. Either way, give us suggestions, give us requests, and uh, we'll do our best to, to hit those requests and get them out to you as soon as possible. I didn't forget about you, Mr. Buttersworth. Yours is probably coming this week. Um... It's a try not to laugh challenge, by the way, for everybody listening. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it. This was episode seven. I appreciate everybody out there. Like I said, if you want to uh, help support the channel, we do have merch available. The gear, the shirts are badass. And uh, it, it, it helps us out as well. So feel free. Command merch from Twitch. The link will be in the description on YouTube. And on the podcast channel. And uh, this was Multiversal Podcast Episode 7. By the way, we have a Doctor Strange special episode coming Tuesday. 
or the theater room. It's going to be all strange. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a train wreck. We're all going to be yelling at, at each other. I highly suggest you uh, tune in for that or check it out on YouTube after it airs. Uh, it's going to be Batman. Batman levels of, of a shit show. It could be worse, actually. We'll see. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. That is coming Tuesday at 8.30. I appreciate you guys. Scythex here. Gen Nation out there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.